This is Sam from the Masculine Journey Podcast, and our goal with the podcast is help you to try to find your way in this difficult world. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Pursuits, where you hear from ordinary people instilled with an extraordinary passion. Together we explore the stories of men and women who take what they love and let God turn their passion into kingdom pursuits. Now, live from the Truth Booth, your host, Robbie Dilmore. Fresh from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, I got to meet so many amazing people of God and all the cool things he is doing around the country and so I had a chance this week to get up with one of them to have on my show today. <clears throat> and I think you're in for a real treat. Live from Albuquerque, New Mexico, actually, where I graduated from high school, we got Penn Pastor Dennis Cole, who is with Dramatic Christian Ministries, The Narrow Gate, and the author of The Man When Hope Is All We Have. Welcome, Pastor. Uh, hi, Robbie. Thank you. Glad to be here. So how are things in Albuquerque this morning? Probably hot and dry. No, actually, the mornings are very cool, generally. Even even in, even in some of the uh, hot spells we have in the summer, the, the mornings would be cool. And I'm sitting in my really pretty backyard. I, I'm hearing the birds chirp. It's uh, definitely, you know, it's not hot. It's cool. It's not cold. It's See, I, forget, I forget you guys. It's, it's 9 o'clock in the morning there. It's 11 o'clock here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah, a world well, of difference. See, I used to, um, I actually sold turquoise jewelry out at the Albuquerque flea market for years. And you'd had to get in line Saturday morning, somewhere around six o'clock in the morning, because, you know, everybody lined up to sell jewelry out there that time. And you had to get the best spot, you know. And by noon, when that sun was beating down on your head at about 115, I, I remember it. I would not describe that as cool. <laughs> no. That, no that's, I'm telling you, uh -oh. it's 30 to 40 degrees. But in the middle of the day, like 12 to 3, that sun is hot on you. I don't know how that works. You know, we're closer to the sun. We're, we're, uh, we're a mile high. We're closer to the sun, and you feel, oh, man, you feel it. You, oh. you, you could be cold and break into a sweat. I can tell you, I, I remember it all too well, but you're right. In the morning, it's beautiful, absolutely gorgeous. So good for you. So dramatic Christian ministries, Narrowgate theater, I guess just, um, if you want to break it into a, for a second, how, how did you get started? Cause actually you travel around the country and, and do these dramas, but, and then as a result, God gave you this vision for this book, which is spectacular. We're going to get into all that, but to begin with, I guess you were a pastor, and all of a sudden, something happened. Well, I, I, something happened before I became a pastor, that's for sure. I, I was, uh, w my wife and I got saved in Woodstock, New York. Really? Yeah, not the festival, but the town. All right. And uh, it was quite remarkable because nobody else got saved. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like in the 1980s, when I got saved, it was um, the, the world... Uh, Woodstock in 1980s was like the way the world is today. It was very anti-Christian. Very, very, very uh, 
I don't know what, what, what terms we use. We didn't use progressive or liberal. We just very, very far out there. Almost like, like communists out there running the town and hating God. I, and, and you don't know why. So when I got saved and I started telling my friends, Wendy and I were working for a newspaper, and we put together this uh, section of the paper called Woodstock State of Mind, and I had a tarot card reader, I had an astrologer uh, on the staff there, and I went out and I told him, you won't believe what happened. You won't, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you won't believe what happened to me. I met Jesus. I was amazing. <laughs> He's real. And nobody laughed. Nobody liked it. Nobody wanted to talk to us anymore. Uh, we lost the whole uh, connection with the Woodstock Townsman, you know, and uh, and we kind of were banished. It was really weird, and we didn't understand. We we you know we didn't have knowledge about what why this happens. I, I have a lot of knowledge of that now, but so yeah, that, that was our start. And um, I remember going to God because we had a lot of land. We had a couple houses, and we sold everything. We just sold out. And I remember God was saying to me, Denny. <laughs> he calls me Denny sometimes. He, he says, uh, you got to go from career to calling. I was a career actor, businessman, and he says, you have to change it from career to calling. He sounds like a, like a small thing, but it's huge, Denny. And I, and I started to see what that meant. And I've been working in, in my calling since we uh, moved away from Woodstock uh, on March 31st, uh, 1986. We said goodbye and... Uh, First stop was a seminary. I went to uh, Gordon-Conwell up in uh, South Hamilton, Massachusetts. And that was the beginning of the foundation that would lead into pastoral ministry. I was a pastor for a number of years. And the last place we were at was South Bend, Indiana. We had our daughter, Stephanie, uh, Wendy and me. And they asked me, because everyone knew I was an actor, even though I was pastoring. I, I never felt like I gave it up, but definitely was a different manifestation. And uh, they asked me, uh, me to do something for the co group communion service on January 19th of 2001. And, uh, well, I, I learned the words to Sermon on the Mount. And I learned it, and it took me a long time because I internalized. I don't memorize very well. I internalized, and I got it. And Stephanie did a little ballet uh, to seek first the kingdom of God, I think. And uh, Wendy played the piano, and, and I did the words to Sermon on the Mount. And that was the first time we did something, and we've done about 2,000 events since that day, January 19th, uh, 2001, and about a year later, I gave up pastoring churches. And uh, people call me pastor all the time, so I, I, I use that term, but I don't have a church. I, I, I just have that calling, uh, from career to calling. I'm still an actor, but it's for a whole different reason. It's oh, wow. not performance. It's internalized. Right, and there's there's directing the flock in all sorts of different ways. And certainly in the short time I've got to know Dennis or Denny, I'm, I'm now hearing, he, he <laughs> certainly has given me some fresh insight into uh, yeah. the Emmaus Road, which is very much what has to do with his book and those kind of things. But it's Kingdom Pursuits, and I know my listeners have this expectation. So speaking of dramatic, right? Now the fun begins. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that show, Dennis? That sounds like, like an old-time singer. Who's that? I forget the guy's name. He was the host of Shenanigans on Saturday mornings, one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. So oh, I, I, get I love to that old stuff. I do, too. So, you know, Tammy said she was leaving me because of my obsession with TV dramas. But the question is, will she really leave me? 
Oh. Do you know that one? Christian, no, give I it don't. a try. Well, find out next week. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. I, you know, I, I looked at your at your website there. It, it's really exciting, all that ongoing drama you're doing. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah. What's the difference between a drama student and a government savings bond? Do you know that one, Dennis? No, no. What is it? Well, the government savings bond eventually matures and earns money. <laughs> there you go. All right. That's good. Of course, uh, I knew so. the answer. I just wanted you to say it. Uh, thank you, you. know that. Of course. <laughs> and how about what do you call a reptile that always starts drama? What's that? An instigator. Oh, of it's, course. It's, of it's, course. It's, uh, yeah. Who's an instigator? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you get bit by an instigator. Watch out. Yeah. So yeah, speaking wow. of drama, this headline from the Charlotte Observer said a Mecklenburg County courtroom drama yesterday when he challenged a 15-year-old boy was at the center of a Mecklenburg County courtroom drama yesterday when he challenged a court ruling over who should have custody of him. The boy has a history of being beaten by his parents, and the judge initially awarded the custody to his aunt in keeping with the child child custody law, regulation requiring that family unity be maintained to the highest degree possible. The boy surprised the court when he proclaimed that his aunt beat him more than his parents, and he admittedly, and he adamantly, excuse me, refused to live with her. So the judge then suggested he live with his grandparents, but the boy cried and said that they also beat him. So after considering the remainder of the immediate family and learning that domestic violence was apparently a way of life among them, the judge took the unprecedented step of allowing the boy to propose who should have custody of him. So after two recesses, a check with the legal references, right? We're going to give you the answer to this because apparently we got to go to a break. So we'll be right back with wow. Dennis and the and the end of my joke on Kingdom Pursuits. So you don't want to stay. Uh, find out next week. This is drama right here, folks. We. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get custody of the little boy that was beaten by everybody? You're going to find out when we come back on Kingdom Pursuit. <laughs> You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. And how about a passion for drama? We have Pastor Dennis Cole with us with Dramatic Christian Ministries slash The Narrow Gate, which, oh, and you understand what all he's talking about there. Very cool. And the author of The Man, When Hope is All We Have. And I think you're just going to be blessed out of your socks. I really, really do. When you get the insight that Pastor Dennis has, um, that's in this book that he's written, which all that you can be found at kingdompursuits.com. If you go to kingdompursuits.com, you can see links to how to get Dennis to come to your church to do one of his dramas or get his book. It's all there at kingdompursuits.com. Now, when we left our hero, the boy that had been beaten by his parents and his aunt and even was fearful of his grandparents, you know, beating him. Well, after they were in court, you know, and after two recesses to check legal references and confer with child welfare officials, this is going to surprise you, Christian, but the judge granted temporary custody to the Carolina Panthers, whom the boy firmly believes are not capable of beating anyone. 
Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you knew at the end of all those shenanigans. I actually yeah. would have a riddle, which I do, that you could call in and win today, which we want you to call in and win, because we got a prize we're going to talk to you about in a minute. But first, let me give you the riddle. So whose drama in the Bible became a real hang-up? Whose drama in the Bible... Right, became a real hang-up. If you have an answer for that, and by the way, no one's ever had a wrong answer at Kingdom Pursuits, so call in with your answer, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. And if you can do that, well, tell them what they'll win. You're going to win a wonderful prize from one of our selections out of the Kingdom Pursuits prize vault. There you go. Yes. Right? That was well done. Very well done. So, yes. Thank you. 866-348-7884. The prize vault, by the way, got refilled from the NRB. You have no idea all the blessings of books and stuff we got from the NRB. And so we are full to the hilt and ready for your call at 866-348-7884. Just tell us whose drama in the Bible became a real hang-up. Well, one of the main reasons that I really was excited... Denny, <laughs> that you would come on the show was your insight from that that you used in this book, and, and so I'd love for our listeners to get just to. It, it came from some of drama you were doing on the road to Emmaus, right? Yeah, um, you know, I, I I missed the last thing you said on the connection. I'm sorry, I it just kind of blurred. Say that again. On. Your book, how it came out of the um, the drama that you were doing on the road to Emmaus. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. In 2014, I, I wrote a play called The Emmaus Road, and I started doing it in churches. So it'd be part of the group of things I would do, like Sermon on the Mount or uh, Book of James or Jonah, on and on and on. There's about a number of things that I do. I try to keep them around 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and this is a 30 minute play, uh, the, 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 Emmaus road. And we've done it. Oh gosh, I've done it with different casts around the, around the country. And, and then, um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Emmaus road morphed into, um, into the book of the man when hope is all we have. Uh, that's, that's the book that came out uh, just this year. And, uh, it's all about, um, uh, the, 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 the man, I mean, he's showing up, uh, all over the world and, uh, he's, uh, meeting a uh, Cleopas's and uh, his partner all over the world. And it's just based on, uh, the Emmaus road, which I've been done. Oh gosh, I've done it 30, oh, 30 or 40 times the last, uh, nine years. And, uh, so the, the man shows up, uh, around the world now, uh, looking like you or me or, and he shows up and, and the people don't know who he is. And he starts to unpack this story and he starts to bring out who he is. And then later on in the book, he reveals the Emmaus road story and how it relates to today, how, how the man shows up. You know, he rarely looks like Jim Caviezel 
he looks like somebody important to you, and he may be a young man, he may be an old man, but uh, he he shows up, and he's redemptive, and he reaches you, and you don't recognize him. The key thing is you don't recognize him because he looks like you or me, and he starts to unpack who he is, and that's exactly what happened to Cleopas and his partner uh, on the road to Emmaus, and by in my play that I that I started doing in 2014, a live play, a 30-minute play, uh, I have Cleopas and his wife. I give him a wife, and uh, they don't know anything about who Jesus is. They're very, 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 oh, they're very upset. They're very, very angry and upset. And uh, the truth is, Jesus told them several times, Cleopas and, and the followers, that he was going to come back. He was going to rise from the dead, but they all forgot it. They didn't remember and they didn't remember because they really, really weren't tracking with the real Jesus. They, they kind of made him, made him up in their own image. And in the road to Emmaus, he, he reveals who he is. And he does it again in the book of the man, When Hope is All We Have. He shows up in 2023, you know, our time. And he shows up, and uh, he's different people. That, you know, des- desperate people meet him along the way. And he keeps unpacking his story to each one. And eventually you get to realize that this is the Messiah, Jesus. And then he has a big conference at the end of the, of the, uh, of the book, The Man When Hope Is All We Have. And he explains, it's, it's only 10 people, 10 people among the thousands that he reached around the world. So it's a microcosm of all the people he reaches. And of course, it's how the Holy Spirit works, but it has a lot of imagination. It's a lot of imagination. It's uh, no eye has seen, no ears heard, and no mind has imagined what God has purpose for those who love him. And uh, there's a childlikeness to Jesus that so, plays so well to adults. And he, he, he opens them up, gets them to talk, and he, he unpacks who he is and uh, who he is in, in current events, too, even in the world we live in. The, 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 the book, The Man When Hope Is Always Have, actually brings out uh, some of the current events that's going on, January 6th, and and uh, some of the things that are going on today uh, that perplex people. And he has answers, very childlike, and the people really, really respond. And yeah, I, uh, I, I love the idea that, you know, we don't spot him because, you know, we have made up what we think Jesus is in our mind rather than actually having <laughs> experienced him. Right. Yeah, we we do a lot of uh, preconceived notions, uh, Robbie. You're right. We have a lot of preconceived ideas. But what if he showed up and he looked like the person that you really wronged somewhere in your life, <laughs> and you swear that it couldn't be him, but it is. It's that person I wronged, and he's looking at me. He's talking to me, and he's taking you at your weakest point. And he's making it your strongest point. He's taking it your greatest sin. He's making it your greatest righteousness. He's actually dealing with you on a very organic level. And it's very redemptive to, to see God work like that. And uh, I think the book really catches it. The book, uh, The Man, What Hope Is All We Have, really captures the Jesus who showed up 2,000 years ago to Cleopas and his partner, and the Jesus who is showing up right now today, I believe, moments before his second coming. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one of the most beautiful things I've ever really thought about on the idea of they didn't recognize him because, again, they had a notion of what, what he should look like. 
And, and, but then when he gave thanks, how would you speak to, um, when he, how, how, when he gave thanks, then they recognized him. What, what part of that did you, do you illustrate in your play? What I get, that's a great, that's another great question. He breaks the bread, he gives thanks and breaks the bread, then they recognize him. Now, what I imagine is he's with, he's with them for hours, Cleopas and his partner for hours. And he's unpacking who he is. When I do the play, for instance, Emmaus Road in, in churches, I do, uh, we, we actually do Isaiah 53, uh, where, uh, uh, you know, he actually, that's the crucifixion and the resurrection. Right. We do Psalm 22, which really is a resurrection. They pierce my hands and my feet. I mean, right. on and on. And he actually, we actually do that in churches. And we, I imagine that that's exactly what he's doing when he's meeting Cleopas. So what's happening for them is that their cynicism, their uh, offensiveness, remember that they're not really believing because he said he was coming, he, he was going to rise from the dead, but nobody remembered because they, they weren't really listening or they weren't really engaged with God. They had to reconnect. They had to re-experience him. They had to find him, really find him. So he comes not looking like himself, like another person, but he's unpacking his story and they're starting to believe. They're believing right along. Oh my God, oh my God. So when I do the play, the Emmaus Road, they're, they're believing, but they're not there yet. And suddenly when he breaks the bread, they get it. So I, I think that when he breaks the bread and they, and they see him, it, it's accumulative over the hour or two or three hours where he's absolutely with them. He's not lecturing them. He's hanging out with them. He's rebuking them if, they have, if he has to, but he's absolutely engaging with them. And, they're, and they reconnect. Uh, it's a, such a beautiful thought, and we are very excited because we have Randy Williams who's hanging on. He's got an answer to our question about whose drama in the Bible became a real hang-up. I hope Randy will stay on with us through the break. You know, we'll be just back in a moment. We want to remind you that if you go to kingdompursuits.com, you can order Dennis's book. Plus, you know, again, he does these dramas in churches across the country. And wow, how exciting to have him come to your church. So go to... You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom. Today, we have Pastor Dennis with us with uh, dramatic Christian ministry slash the narrow gate, and he is the author of The Man When Hope is All We Have. But very importantly, we have Randy with us, Randy Williams, who has an answer to our riddle. So, Randy, you're on Kingdom Pursuits. Good morning. Good morning. I'm excited to hear who you think Drama in the Bible became a hang-up. <laughs> Are you asking me that? Yeah. Yeah, no, Randy. No. I'm asking oh, Randy. Okay. Ask- okay, I can't hear Randy. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm not asking Dennis. I'm asking Randy. Let me okay. let me put Dennis on hold for a second. So I make sure I get Randy. Okay. Randy, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Who do you think it was? It was Haman. Haman, oh, 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 oh. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, that that is a great answer. You know, it's not the one I had in mind, but it's completely amazing. 
And you couldn't be more right. His drama, he had a lot of drama, didn't he? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he, he had the whole robe thing and the, oh, man, Mordecai thing. He he was, yeah, that's a better answer maybe than what I had. I don't know. Just spectacular. So by all means, you are a winner. I'm so grateful for your call, Randy, and so grateful for your uh, Bible understanding. That's beautiful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, you have an amazing Saturday. I'm so glad you called in today. God bless. Well, Robbie, I enjoy the ministry. And, uh, I enjoy what you say and and all that you do. And I just thank God for you. And, you know, Randy, I, I'm so blessed. God um, really blessed me to have so many wonderful listeners. <laughs> I just can't believe it. Sometimes I feel like somebody had to pinch me because I'm so lucky to have so many friends out there. And, and I, I, I'm certainly very grateful for each and every one of you. So, and I'm going to, let me just ask you, what kind of books do you like since we have such a supply? What, what could, what would you like from the kingdom pursuits prize vault that we can hopefully bless you? Well, with? I enjoy books on prophecy and particularly about, um, the last days, uh, and, you know, the story of Revelation and how it applies uh, and works in conjunction with the book of Daniel. Well, I and, just happened uh, to have gotten a fresh interview with a man on the book of Daniel that I, this, this man wrote, wrote, wrote three books, one on the Song of Solomon, one on Daniel, and I'm trying to think what the third one was. I'm going to send you the whole set. My goodness. Oh. So, you know, I mean, and this man... I can't remember his name, but he had such cool insights um, about where the new temple mound is. And also, I, I, th- I think you're really going to love it. And since you love Daniel and, and Randy, I, I appreciate you so much. I want you to think about, you know, the, the feet of clay and the feet of iron. Mm. And the fact that oh, yeah. iron oxidizes red, right? Yes, it does. And there's no doubt that those countries that have red flags hate God. And, and the connection to Edom there is spectacular. I, I've been thinking about that all morning. So, Randy, I am so glad you called. And thanks for listening. Oh, I am blessed. I am truly blessed. And I appreciate you, Robbie. I know you're going to love these books. <laughs> have a great weekend. Thanks. All right. I didn't want to get anybody confused, Dennis. I'm sorry. No. I enjoyed listening to the gentleman. Yeah. I and and I love the whole idea of prophecy. So and there were so yeah, many wonderful too. people on prophecy, you know, there at the NRB. And yeah. uh, so we got some feedback. I don't know why. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> moving on, I I think that you know, God's given you a really neat perspective and a really neat ability to internalize the scripture, which once you internalize it, I wish you'd speak to that a minute. So you, you, you talk yeah. about there's something more than memorizing when you literally yeah. internalize it and then your soul seems to just digest it and study it and, and at times bring up something because I know exactly what you're saying, but part of what God gave you in the gift of these dramas was to internalize these scriptures, right? Yeah. That's another quick question, Robbie. Yeah. I, I would say that's the, that's the main and plain. Um, I've gone from memorization to internalization. 
and and when I became a Bible actor, when we started this ministry in uh, January of 2001, I think I mentioned before, we've done about 2,000 events in the last 20-some-odd years. But I was internalizing thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. And then internalizing and then externalizing it inside and out, like breathing in and breathing out. And it's the breath of God, breath of the Holy, you know, Holy Spirit. That's, you know, that's who he is. And it's amazing, Robbie, because you don't forget. That's amazing. You don't forget. Uh, and and, and don't I, you think I encourage that it, people it really, to, to it really, internalize Scripture. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing for the last 22, 23 years. And this book was, was a byproduct of internalization. Right. And, and that idea is so true because what I found is God had me begin to internalize scripture or memorize it, however you want to say it, as I began to study it and, and, and recite it and then call it to memory and recite it again. Yeah. Um, the connection with the Holy, you, you're communing with the Holy Spirit in a way I never really had before because he would just, he would just, here you go, Robbie, here it is. Right. And, and you know, I know I couldn't, you know, I'm 67 years old. I can't remember all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't look sixty-seven. You look younger. <laughs> and I like that's that, all that good stuff you've internalized. Oh, I, it may be, but what I do know is that it, it's amazing, and, and the the way that uh, the more you have in you of of what you've internalized in the Scripture, the more that you can commune with the Holy Spirit. That I never would have, if you know, I. I, I guess the only way to experience that is to go do it. But you, you've certainly done that. And so as you've internalized these scriptures, it's given you tremendous insight. Um, you know, Robbie, it's, it's like this. If you can, when you would, when and as, cause it's a process, you internalize God's word, which is living and happening right now. You're connecting time. You're connecting a temporal time that we're, that we're on right now talking at this particular hour but you're also connecting with eternity. Uh, kairos is the Greek word, and chronos, uh, the Greek word. You're connecting time. And all of a sudden, you're making this connection with time and eternity, and it's playing out right this moment. Oh, you couldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't be more true. In Hebrew, either way, the word's kava. Okay. And the kava word is connected to holiness, because the closer you get to God, the more you go into eternity. It's a natural phenomenon yeah, that he lives in eternity. So as you do that, but eternity is both then and now and all at the Correct. same time. Yeah, it's a wonderful connection. Uh, I think the Hebrew word is kesher. It's a wonderful connection. And and the Bible acting I've been doing, it's just so, so amazing, but it's fed into other parts of my life, into writing, into the way I do my marriage with my wife, Wendy, my, my child, Stephanie. It just really is a great way to understand. And the closer we're getting to the second coming, and every moment we are closer. That's right. Even the current events in the world, the terrible things that are happening, and the new world order, and woke culture, and all that ugly stuff that's going on, the truth is, God is closer. He's closer. And that's why he says the best wine is saved for the end. The best drink, the best understanding is now. But we have to go through the reality of a world that's caving in, but a kingdom that's closer and closer. And that's time, the two times coming together as one. So that's, and the that's Bible just is, beautiful. Is, is Emmanuel, not Emmanuel. 
I like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> so, what? Tell me, you know, on on your hit parade of of where you. Oh wow. We've run out of time in this segment. We've got one more segment to go. So okay. we want to remind everybody that if you go to kingdompursuits.com, you're going to find Dennis's book as well as his ministry because he can come to your church. So when we come back, I want to find out where's he headed to next. You know, he might be coming to your area. I'm hoping to get him to our church in Asheboro. That'd be really fun. But how about getting him for your church? Go to kingdompursuits.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Welcome back to Kingdom Pursuits, where we hear how God takes your passion and uses it to build the kingdom and talk about passion is kind of like drama. And so we have Dennis Cole with Dramatic Christian Ministries and all sorts of uh, these amazing uh, dramas that he puts on in churches across the country. So, uh, as as promised, Dennis, where are you going to next? What you got? What you got on tap for people? Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be in uh, uh, California at a vineyard church, vineyard uh, in Barstow, California. I'm going to do Cleopas story. Uh, I, I do a number of things, but I do it the Amaze Road two different ways. I do it with different casts. I've had several different casts since 2014. I have a real good one currently, by the way. Uh, uh, I've got uh, <laughs> three really good people. And uh, they're right here from Albuquerque. But uh, uh, So I'm going to do the Cleopas story. That's when I do it um, solo. <laughs> wow. In other words, Cleopas tells the same story that I do when I do the play, the 30-minute play, the Emmaus Road. I have a, a Cleopas and I have a wife Miriam, Don Russo plays uh, Cleopas, Melissa Russo plays uh, Miriam, and Mary Hagan plays the narrator. She gives the background to what's going on uh, at the time, you know, Jesus dies on the cross. He really deals with it. Nobody, nobody's expecting a resurrection, and, and then the story plays out. So that's what I'm doing uh, tomorrow, and then the next week I'll be doing a Sermon on the Mount uh, at a local church here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, at the Experience Church in Albuquerque. Oh, wow. So, I thank God I, I got a schedule, and we're always adding on. Thank God for that. He's good. Yeah, yeah. And so we want to remind you that, again, it's Kingdom Pursuits, and and uh, you can go to his website and reach out to him. And, and, and what I found out from talking to him about possibly coming to our church is he's very, very flexible, and he's very excited about how he can make it work for you. Yeah, right? I, I, it, definitely. <laughs> we make it work. Uh, I mean, one church has got 50, another one's got 500. So, you know, we understand. We just want to do it. The code, you know, God gave, gave us the vision to do it, and we want to do it. And he'll work it out. He'll supply everybody. He'll take care of you, me, and everybody. Yeah. That's the same way for me, too, Dennis. I, I have a church that um, for years, actually, <clears throat> has me out in, to do their car show, because you may know I'm a Christian car guy. Yeah. In Atlanta. And, you know, they just simply pay my way. But, man, I would do it for free, you know, like, you know, because it's it's such a joy. But they always always give me something, an honorary, you know, it always works out. 
But again, I know you're like me, like, man, I just want to come. I want to meet you. I want to meet the people in your church. I I, want to have a chance to share because what I have learned is that everybody um, has unique insights to God as they've internalized parts of scripture that he's given them that I can't get unless I get close to them, right? Oh, absolutely. And this is a great way to get close. Uh, Remember, the Holy Spirit is the not, not only the author and the ancient author, but he's the current demonstrator. And he feeds you. He walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own, you know? And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. He's feeding you and he's giving you so much understanding and power. And then when you release that, it's like the ocean coming back to you in and out. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, it's, and, and, and as you do, as you let go of it, then he gives you more, right? I love giving workshops. Oh, you, you can't get more. I mean, I, I mean, you can get more, but you can't. There's no endless supply of how much he wants to give. All right. I has not seen or heard, I think I said earlier, nor mind has imagined. That's a great word, imagine. Such imagination comes to you. It's not makeup. It's, it's true imagination. Oh, God is prepared for those who love him. It's just a wonderful perk. But we have to go through the ugly stuff. We have to see the world for what it is. We have to go to the problem, through the problem, address it, whether it's personal or political, the big picture, small picture, go through it and, and into the solution and then celebrate. Oh, yeah. These I love are the, the best way times, do. but the most difficult times, too. What's that? Oh, yeah. It's just his strength is made perfect in our weakness, right? Yeah. That, that but if, when you actually go through it, when the Bible <laughs> becomes not just a verse, but a reality, and, oh, uh, and and most of us, if if you're really honest with yourself, right? It was when we were at his we our weakest point, like you pointed out earlier, that he saved our bacon, and he's the hero of that story, uh, as it was yeah. as, as as I was healed from uh, cancer, but just as much as as when he, you know, healed me from my own temper and other problems that, you know, oh. just, you know, my weaknesses yeah. in so many different ways or road rage if you're a Christian car guy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's good. I, I like the term, uh, I was saved or I was healed. I am being saved. I am being healed. I, I, I will be saved. I will be healed. So it's an ongoing uh, thing that he's doing for us. And it's a wonderful engagement. It's a wonderful way to address people. Uh, you know, should I should I say how, how to how to how to reach me or anything uh, like that? By all so, means, anything you want to say, we got about thirty okay, seconds well, I would left. Say so go for that um, the, the 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 book is Amazon.com or ADVBookstore.com. That's uh, Advantage Bookstore publisher. DCMNGT at gmail.com. You can contact me there. You can contact me on my cell five zero five two five nine. One, two, eight, two. There you go. You can hear all that on the podcast coming up right now. We are just grateful for you listening to us today. We really, really appreciate it. And now stay tuned because you've got so much truth coming at you. Encouraging prayer with James Banks, followed by Masculine Journey, and then Man Up with Nikita Koloff. All that truth coming at you on the Truth Network. Thanks for listening. This is the Truth Network.